Good Sunday morning. This is Hashtag Everyone talking about Hashtag Everything. I am Kate Doherty, and I'm here, uh, well, kind of here, with one of my co-hosts, Denise Dameron. And we are still living in this crazy world that is kind of crazy. So we're actually taping the show today from both of our homes. Um, because stay-at-home order in Missouri doesn't actually technically lift, I think, until May 4th. And the state of Illinois, you guys, you are evidently staying in place where you are. So in the interim, we here with hashtag everyone are trying to figure out. So our apologies if anything doesn't sound exactly right or if this is even a more crazy show than usual. Right, Denise? Exactly, as in, like, my, my little human Ellie just said, you know, ah, ah, like, ah, part of the working from home life is we just never know what might come about. So, you know, that when, when the baby thinks she needs to talk and be part of the show, she might join in on the fun and enjoy her uh, experience as well. Yeah, so for our listeners, some of Denise's, I don't know if it came out muffled or whatever, but so Denise is working at home. Um, with an infant and two other children, and her husband, I believe, is still going back and forth to work. But otherwise, she is attempting to be the executive producer or the executive director of the United Way of Mark Twain area and Down Country board member. And so funny, just so our listeners know, my say hello, Ella. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> who just woke up and came wandering in here because I'm using a timer on her iPad to uh, make sure we don't go over for this segment. But anyway, for our listeners this morning, I kind of wanted to talk, because I'm sure sometimes they wonder, like, what hashtag everyone talking about hashtag everything. How does that tie in with down country? Well, for our listeners, one of the things that I think is really important that you understand is down country uses the down syndrome as the voice for hashtag every child. And the goal with Down Country is for our community to interconnect, to promote um, better access and create experts in the areas of education and medicine and technology, and to kind of act as a bridge within our community to help explain all kinds of different things. Because our goal with rural areas and with talking about how we all learn differently and that every child is a gift, it's, it's all about helping us better understand each other right here in the tri-state. And Denise has kind of a unique story that I love that was one of the reasons why we really we wanted her on the board of Down Country because she's really fabulous. But she shares a unique story. And Denise, can you just for tell our listeners a little bit about your grandma's sister? Because I keep a picture of Denise's uh, grandma's sister above my desk each and every day. I get to look at her um, sweet face. So anyway, um, Denise, kind of, can you share that story a little bit with our listeners? Absolutely. So I grew up in a family that was blessed um, to have someone who did, you know, as, as Kate would say, rock an extra chromosome. And so um, my um, great aunt, um, Aunt Ruth, she had Down syndrome. And so with that, she was born in a much different time, of course, than um, individuals of, you know, quote, unquote, you know, that are, that are born today. And so my Aunt Ruth, I'm trying to think what year she would have been born, um, would have been born in the 
30s, in the 1930s. And so um, she had Down syndrome, and so for her, life was different in terms of really how, you know, life is for individuals. And so my Aunt Ruth um, grew up on a farm outside in Marion County, rural Marion County, out by Philadelphia. And uh, she went to a little one-room schoolhouse. And uh, what was interesting is my um, grandma never knew that her sister had a disability. She was never told. It was just, this is your sister, and this is life, and this is what we do. And, you know, there's expectations, and um, you, you do the things that you need to do. You have your chores. And you take care of everything. And so that's the way that my grandma grew up. Then she went to, it would have been one room schoolhouse, so first grade. And actually that year, my um, grandma went to school earlier than necessarily she would normally at her age. Because they went ahead, my my grand, my great-grandparents sent her to school um, early so she could be there with her older sister who had Down syndrome. And so once again, my grandma didn't know her as anything. She was seven. You know, this is this is my life, and this is my sister, and this is how we go about our day, and this is this. No one has ever told her that, you know, your sister has a disability. She was just her sister, which I think is personally beautiful. And so they went to um, first grade that year, and at the end of the year, they got their report cards, and it said if they advanced to the next grade level or if they were retained. And so my grandma remembers getting her report card, and all the older kids that had been there and done this before were, like, all checking out their report cards. Um, and then on that day, uh, my grandma looked at her sisters, her older sisters, and her said that she had been retained. And that was the first time that my grandma realized that, you know, her older sister um, lived life differently, that something was different about her sister. Before that time, she had never known that her sister had any type of disability. Um, and so on that, on that day, my grandma recalls walking home from school and having to hide her face from her older sister because she was in tears. And, um, you know, she she was sad. And she's like, oh. this whole time, you know, like, she, she realized something is going on with Aunt Ruth. Something is, is different about Aunt Ruth. And so, um, or, you know, even her sister Ruth. And so that was just a big, big time for her. But what was interesting, unique, and awesome was that um, my grandma's family kept her um sister at home her entire life in terms of like she had chores she had jobs um my grandparents actually had been Mennonite and they left the Mennonite church when my grandpa got drafted for World War One but so they grew up in a very primitive of sorts type of way they had milk cows and and everybody had their jobs on the farm and, and their chores and Aunt Ruth was right alongside there and as she got older you know she was in charge of making the grocery list for the house and so she'd make out the grocery list, and my grandma talks about how um, she would have to decipher um, the the grocery list because flour might be spelled entirely different than flour. So my grandma then guided and directed her, you know, when we make the grocery list and you're running low on something, look at what you're out of and write right off of the package what it is um, so you have the spelling correct so I know what I need to shop for. Um, but so she lived at home until um, her, her elder years. Um, her father, I think, really was motivated to live because of having a handicapped child, and he passed away when he was 100 years old, um, and my Aunt Ruth lived up until her uh, mid-60s, and she actually spent her last um, few years after her father had passed away um, at a niece's house. 
um, the niece had her move in, in there, and, um, you know, everybody took turns taking care of Aunt Ruth and making certain that she had everything she needed. And there was a lot of wraparound family support because Aunt Ruth is really a very special person in our family. And my uh, my aunt, my dad's sister, talked about how excited she would always be to go over to Grandma and Grandpa's house because she'd get to go play with Aunt Ruth because Aunt Ruth was like a kid that never grew up. And so they'd go fishing and they'd go play outside and they'd play dolls and everything um, just because Aunt Ruth was that, you know, that very special person um, in, in life. And my grandma, the one thing with her, my grandma that she always talks about is how she only wishes that her sister would have had the opportunities of today that children do have that um, individuals, you know, um, with disabilities have today because she would have been able to do so much more than, um, you know, than what she was able to do with her life. Yeah. So, Does that I, wrap it up for you, Kate? Oh, I, well, I hope our listeners love that story as much as I do because I feel like that story kind of encapsulates, like, when you're a community, like, I look at your family and I see how much you grew because of this one person, because of this aunt. Like, as a family, like, in your belief system oh, and what you do yes. and, and how you outreach the community. Um, when we talk about things like, you know, why does it matter, you know, and, and I always have this theory, and I've shared with some of our listeners, that, you know, in the rural area, people try to discount us. And actually, I think we see this happening right now. You know, very often in rural areas, people try and discount us. You know, it's just those farmers or it's just those, you know, truckers or it's just those grocery workers or, you know, it's those farm people, you know, that they don't live where, where, you know, everybody lives. However, the thing that I think is amazing when you look at the communities and community support and you look at what that means when we, we begin to grow together and we understand, like, oh, my gosh, wait a second. If we do this, then we can help. And, like, with your grandma saying, you know, oh, my gosh, if she would have had this. And for me, when we start talking, and in the next segment, we're going to talk about some of the cool things that are going on in our community, some of the needs, and, and, and so on and so forth. However, I just feel like we become, when we learn about each other, when we grow together, we begin to know so much more. And so, anyway, listeners, my quacker is going off on my timer because that's yeah, so mine. I was like, what's that noise? Which one of my kids has a timer on? I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> that's my quacker going off. And Ella is like, give me my iPad. <laughs> anyway, so for our listeners right now, this is hashtag everyone talking about hashtag everything. And we'll be right back. I learn, I speak, I care. Hashtag every child. Down country. Because every child is a gift. Every child can learn. And every child learns differently. Up at downcountry.com. Up at downcountry.com. Or call 217-617-3568. 217-617-3568. Or visit Down Country on Facebook or Twitter. Hashtag every child. Don't you think it's time for a financial advisor who takes time to explain things? Brad Kurz, your local Edward Jones financial advisor, does. Investing can seem complicated. That's why he takes time to listen, understands your needs, and explains without jargon. Experience the Edward Jones difference. Contact Brad today, 573-221-1302. That's 221-1302. Making time to take time. That's how Edward Jones makes sense of investing. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Branching Out LLC, a premier lawn and landscaping service that can meet all your residential and commercial needs. Regardless of the season, Branching Out offers a service for maintenance-free outside living. 
Branching Out takes the time to listen to your needs and ensure it's done correctly the first time. If you're not satisfied, Branching Out is not satisfied. To contact Branching Out, call 573-501-0760 or visit them at www.branchingoutllc.com. I learn, I speak, I care. Hashtag every child. Down country, because every child is a gift. Every child can learn, and every child learns differently. Up at downcountry.com. Up at downcountry.com or call 217-617-3568. 217-617-3568. Or visit Down Country on Facebook or Twitter. Hashtag every child. Good Sunday morning. This is Hashtag Everyone talking about Hashtag Everything. And you're joining us for our second segment now. I'm Kate Doherty with one of my co-hosts, Denise Dameron, because due to this crazy COVID thing, we uh, cannot have our other two co-hosts, Lee McKenzie and Penny Edinson, with us. However, hopefully shortly we will be able to get all of us together because that's an awful lot of fun and we miss you ladies. Anyway, if you listened in on the first segment, we were talking um, just a little bit about downcountry, um, kind of what our mission is, what, what we believe. And we've got Denise on to talk about some other things. But Denise just shared her story about her Aunt Ruth. And one of the things that I love so much about that story, if you were lucky enough to listen to it, is, um, is that her grandmother didn't realize her sister had Down syndrome because her family, you know, it was just her sister. You know, it was she had chores. Her expectations, you know, were the same. And so sometimes I do think that we have a tendency to try um, and put a label on things or get very fixated on a diagnosis. And we really need to be fixated on Susie or Billy or Bobby and just kind of really getting to know them. And one of the benefits, I think, of living in a rural area is the more we learn about each other, the more we can grow together. And having said that, um, kind of hopefully this is an okay segue, listeners, Denise has been doing something really cool, and and we have seen other um, entities doing this as well. But she's been as through the United Way of Marklin area, she's been having different people get on in the children's books to um, just kind of. And Quincy Fire Department's been doing it. I mean, there are other others who are doing it. But Denise, what was kind of what what was your reason um, for starting this campaign? Because it's it, it's it's really neat. My kids love tuning in, so. Absolutely. And so at United Way, one of our key pillars is education. And right now, we homeschool moms are struggling with the education. Um, But, you know, additionally, uh, families are cooped up together. They're, you know, just life is so much different. And when school uh, canceled, of course, it had canceled out um, on the East Coast before it had canceled, um, you know, further towards the Midwest. Sorry, I was like playing. at my house here, my, my oldest daughter has the baby and she's walking in and I'm like waving her out. So I'm playing like, you know, like, get out of the hair, get out of here, be quiet. Ha. So sorry <laughs> for that segue. Welcome to working from home life. Uh, once again, another, you know, wild adventure we are on. 
anyway, um, one of my United Way counterparts on the East Coast in New York has started a reading event where they were having community leaders read. I'm like, whoa, that is awesome and simple and easy, and we should do this. And so at United Way, um, I just reached out to various community leaders to set up an opportunity for them to read. And, um, you know, part of this is to provide some academic, um, you know, spotlight and, and, you know, some content for parents to take a break, show their kiddos this, like, cool book that showcases the importance of literacy and the importance that uh, community leaders on literacy in our community, you know, and that's like, wow, these, you know, really important people are taking time to read a book for me. I should read books too. Additionally, though, a great part of this is it's just such a fun break for these community leaders. Everyone's, you know, world is different right now. Um, community leaders are facing challenges that we've never faced before. And so what a great, fun, easy thing to do, sit down and read a children's book and, you know, have it shared all over and then get to read the content. And, and, you know, and, and look at how many views it's had and such. So what a fun little break for people as well, because right now I think people so deserve something to smile about. Absolutely. Well, and I agree with you. And I think I think uh, last week when Penny was on the show, Denise, I don't know if you caught it, but one of the things we talked about was granting grace, both to ourselves, whether you were a teacher, administrator, community leader, you know, um, I mean, I know we, we, we all say, you know, we're homeschooling, but the reality is, is we're crisis schooling because, oh, indeed. This indeed. Wasn't, you know what I mean? This wasn't planned. And, you know, I look and it's interesting because each individual school, you know, is trying to do, um, they're, they're trying to find their way and hats off to all of them for trying to find their way. And, and, you know, some, some people like, you know, what their school's doing. Some people don't like what their school's doing. One of the things that I like about the book campaign that you started is it's simply fun. It's a wonderful learning experience just for fun. And I, I've enjoyed reading the comments, listeners, if you um, want to go see these. I, I think they're all on the United Way of Mark Twain area's Facebook page. Um, but yes. the fun thing about it is you can go and people are like, oh, I think I want to buy that book for my kiddo, you know, so that I can read it with them. Or I'm going to order that. Or, oh, I haven't heard that in a long time. And so it really it, it, it's a very positive experience. And I think, um, again, I also want to stress to our listeners, I know some of you have kiddos who really truly do learn differently and that they're missing therapies. You know, I read a thing this morning where, you know, she's like, oh, my gosh, you know, I just want my kiddo to kind of be back with therapy and ABA and all of these things. And just to all parents of hashtag every child, just say, here's the deal, guys. Right now, the most important thing is just to squeeze your kids and love them, truly. I mean, absolutely. That that is first and foremost. You know, I I always, you know, if you can get schoolwork done, that's great. But here's the deal: some of our parents, they're both working. You know what I mean? They're essential workers. They've got three kids at home. You know, sixth grade and under. They're elementary school. My gosh, if you work a ten or twelve hour day, because many of our essential workers are working so much more than what they typically would be and then to come home and try and, and, you know, be super mom or super dad. And that's, you know, if you're lucky enough to have a spouse or someone who's able to help out. I mean, I just grant yourself grace, guys. You know, a cooking cooking with your kids, that can be a lesson too. You know, there's a lot of lessons that don't necessarily reside in the world of academia. And teachers, you're going to be okay too. Like, like those kids are going to come back to school. Like, they're going to come back to school, and you're going to meet them exactly where they are, which is what you've always done. 
so you'll be okay. And so, sorry, I didn't mean to say that. No, no. I think at our house, we're somewhere between, like, you know, we've enjoyed the opportunity to be at home, be together. And then we're also in, like, the the survival mode um, because we all have, like, you know, 200 things to do every day. And I'm like, okay, so you're working on this, I'm working on this, and you're working on this. Okay. All right, let's break and go. You know, so I feel like we're, you know, setting up plays and such, um, you know, for a main sporting event some days, uh, you know, just to, and, and running a marathon for certain kids. You have the infant and then the two kiddos in the different grades. And so you're doing that as well. I mean, that's hard. Um, and, you know, depending, you know, some schools are just doing enrichment and others are, you know, doing, you know, actual schoolwork, schoolwork. And that's, that's a lot. I was thinking about it the other day, Denise, uh, because, you know, when I was a teacher, I had, oh, you, had, you would have eight classes, you know what I mean, that you were preparing for, but one was your, your prep, so you would have seven classes, and depending, you might, if you had A day, B day, you know, you might have that, and I was thinking about parents who are at home with three kids, and let's just pretend your infant is actually in school. My goodness, if they, oh, if they're yes. getting lessons from each of their seven kids, that's 21 preps if they're attempting oh. to help their kiddos. Like that, yep. my teacher brain is like, oh my gosh, that's a staggering amount of subject area. And I realize that, you know, depending, some people are like, oh, just do it on your own. Well, with little people, like sometimes they need explanation and they need to learn how to do it. You know, they need, they need that little bit of boost and that's hard. And it's hard for some of us who don't know how to do third grade and fourth grade math anymore. <laughs> well, and it's so different, too. I'm like, carry that for We don't carry that for I'm like, where we're going to today. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to learn how to carry over. So, hey, when we yeah. come back, um, to our listeners, again, this whole piece, it's, you know, it's all over the roadmap because it's kind of all about community and, and learning more about each other. So, you know, you learned a little bit of it, Denise, with her aunt. With down country. Oh, wait, I need to tell you, we are, I learned scholarship applications are open and I heart artwork applications are open. They're open now through September 14th. So if you are at home with your kiddo and they want to do some art, create a way, cannot wait to see it and accept those art submissions, which are judged by Hannibal Arts Council. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit with Denise about what she's doing with the food pantry as well because I think that that's, or with the food situation, and I think that's really important. So when we come back for our listeners, this is Hashtag Everyone, talking literally about Hashtag Everything. We'll be right back. Don't you think it's time for a financial advisor who takes time to explain things? Brad Kurz, your local Edward Jones financial advisor, does. Investing can seem complicated. That's why he takes time to listen, understands your needs, and explains without jargon. Experience the Edward Jones difference. Contact Brad today. 573-221-1302. That's 221-1302. Making time to take time. That's how Edward Jones makes sense of investing. Edward Jones, member SIPC. Branching Out LLC, a premier lawn and landscaping service that can meet all your residential and commercial needs. Regardless of the season, Branching Out offers a service for maintenance-free outside living. Branching Out takes the time to listen to your needs and ensure it's done correctly the first time. If you're not satisfied, Branching Out is not satisfied. To contact Branching Out, call 573-501-0760 or visit them at www.branchingoutllc.com. I learn, I speak, I care. Hashtag every child. Down country, because every child is a gift. 
Every child can learn, and every child learns differently. Up at downcountry.com. Up at downcountry.com or call 217-617-3568, 217-617-3568, or visit Downcountry on Facebook or Twitter. Hashtag every child. Welcome back. This is Hashtag Everyone, talking about Hashtag Everything. I'm Kate Doherty with one of my co-hosts, Denise Cameron. This is the third segment of this crazy show we're attempting to do from home on Down Country, on reading books, on educating kids, on homeschooling, on Down Syndrome. We're all over the roadmap. But um, anyway, one of the things that Denise has also been doing in her ha-ha spare time between um, trying to work from home is uh, work with and coordinate some food. So how about you tell us about that, Nancy? Absolutely. So one thing that I'm blessed to do as the Executive Director of United Way is work with so many local nonprofit organizations, uh, many of which, you know, provide life essentials for people. And so one of those um, organizations or one category of organizations are food pantries and senior centers, so feeding programs. And right now, our our food pantries in particular are being hit incredibly hard. There's a larger need perhaps than ever before due to um, COVID-19-related issues. And so locally, like the Munner City Food Pantry, which serves the Munner City School District, saw nearly a 100% increase in the number of individuals that were coming to them for food during March. Additionally, Douglas Community Services, which serves Hannibal, um, saw a 68% increase. And so almost 70% increase in the number of people um, who were coming to them. In addition to that, 54% of people that were there had never sought assistance before and never reached out for help. So ultimately, the story is, the need is greater now than ever before. And so uh, with that, our local food pantries, of course, you know, shelves are, are kind of getting bare almost. And places that normally, you know, do food drives and those types of things, those aren't necessarily happening right now. And so at United Way, we this kind of jump-started. We started a COVID-19 response fund, uh, received several um, gifts to that fund, and given out several mini-grants uh, to those organizations so they can buy uh, food for individuals as well as keep the lights on and those kind of things in addition to the support they normally receive from us, financial support. Um, but on top of that, a local farmer, Joe Kendrick, reached out to me. He contracts to raise hogs with a company called JBS. So he owns the building, they own the hogs, and he takes care of the hogs. Well, uh, because of COVID-19, they've shut down a plant, a processing plant, and there were 100 hogs who literally, they did not have a place to be able to process them, and they needed the farmer to get rid of them. And so um, Joe reached out to me, and he was able to find a processor in Fulton, Missouri, that had an opening that could take these 100 hogs and process them if I could find dollars to pay for the processing. That, to me, is like a fun challenge. I'm like, yes, we will do this. Go ahead and get the hogs there, get them, you know, processed, and I will find money to pay the bill. I don't know where it's coming from yet, but yes, we will make this work. We will make this happen. And so um, I reached out to several local entities, and ultimately Continental Cement and Green America Recycling stepped up to pay the bill of $9,500, so $95 per hog, um, to ultimately this will end up being uh, 15,000 pounds of pork 
or when you look at per meal, that's around enough uh, pork for 60,000 meals. Um, is going to be coming back into the five counties in Northeast Missouri because of, you know, JBS, Joe Kendrick, Continental Cement, the processing plant in Fulton, as well as a uh, truck a truck driver that is one of my uh, good friends' dads. He's going to haul the pork back because 15 pallets of pork will not fit in my United Way minivan. <laughs> and so, nonetheless, we've been able to make this work, and United Way has really just been able to be the connector um, to make a partnership come to life because, um, you know, there's there's individuals in the community that need help and need food. And you know what? If we're able to utilize local pork to feed people, how awesome is that? So local people coming up with a local solution to combat this issue that is impacting so many in our community. Well, and that's, and I have to tell you, that's what I love. I mean, like, again, you know, when we started this crazy, it's kind of funny how it kind of has come full circle. I mean, this is, again, the reason the more you know, the more we learn about each other, the more we have these conversations, the more we can grow together, and the more we can better help each other. And so, you know, when we talk about hashtag everyone talking about hashtag everything and things like I Learn Scholarships and I Heart Artwork and how this all interconnects, it's because we are an amazing rural community. And to everyone out there right now, I'm so grateful to live where we live. And, and hats off to everyone out there who's doing what they need to do. And um, anyway, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be better together. And so, anyway, thank you for that. Thank you for hoping to feed um, some of our local families. Hope you for thank you for providing entertainment um, because literacy is such a beautiful and the gift of books for children is such a beautiful goal. And thank you for sharing your your story about your your grandma because you know when we say we use Down syndrome as the voice for how every child learns, I also would say it's also the voice for how our community loves. And I feel like Absolutely. it all in a Anyway, please get those I Learn scholarships in and get those I Heart art, um, artwork submissions in and, and are created and begin all that process. And otherwise, we will see you next week when Lee McKenzie talks about this really cool new, um, how we're looking at space now in the tri-state area. Um, for this Sunday, it's hashtag everyone talking about hashtag everything. Have a super blessed day.